Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Good morning. Our guest today is Jack Williams, partner and head of operations at White Whale AI. White Whale's created a platform that takes complex data and then synthesizes it into simple models that help businesses identify trends and gaps so that they're able to make better business decisions. Sounds pretty good to me. You said it better than I can. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. First of all, where's the name? Well, how so, is whale connected to high tech and, and, and there's, IT? There's a there's a couple stories we tell. One of them I will say is fully the truth, and the other <laughs> one is kind of the fancy one that people attach. Let's go to. with the fancy. So the, the fancy <laughs> one is I think you know when you think of a white whale, you think of Moby Dick, you think of kind of that endless pursuit for something that is amazing. Um, so that's kind of the fancy story we tell, and and there was it was inspired slightly by that. Um, the true story is when our data scientists and our software developers work on projects, they come up with uh, kind of code names for certain projects. So we'll have Red Eagle, we'll have, you know, Yellow Tiger. Uh, White Will just happened to be our favorite one, um, which is kind of where, where the name came from. So what is it, uh, the problem that you're solving? What problem are you solving for businesses? Sure. So we're um, what, what we've noticed in the industry is there's been – Companies are investing in AI machine learning and they're looking for data scientists to solve really hard business problems. So if a company is trying to, if an energy company is trying to optimize production, they're looking for a data scientist who can solve that. Uh, if they're looking for a pricing optimization tool for real estate, they, uh, they're looking for a data scientist who can solve that. Well, with the tools that are available to the industry right now, there's not really a one-stop shop kind of software where you can basically build an end-to-end product and deploy it to your whole team. And that's what our, our, our solution, it's called DeepSea does. So essentially we're able to uh, connect right to your data. Uh, you're able to upload and apply uh, a pretty complex, you know, machine learning algorithm or model to that data. And then you're able to uh, display it on interactive uh, dashboards. So when, when you launched in 2015, if I'm correct from your website, um, I've noticed that you know, one of the things you have there is that there was a missing link that you guys kind of found. So, and, and if you explain a little bit what AI is, because not everybody my age knows what AI means. For sure. Uh, so, so first I'll answer the AI question. So, so really what it is, it's the ability for a computer to solve you know, an intellectual task, so a task that you would usually assume only an intellectual being or a human could, could solve. And it's basically training um, an algorithm or model to, to do that. Um, and and in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, computers have been able to exceed what humans are able to do in terms of the amount of data they're able to take in. They're not quite there. There's all this, you know, doom and gloom about AI where it's going to take over the world. We're not close to that yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's certainly replacing humans in a way that uh, it can be, make, make businesses a lot more efficient. And how do you do that? So, so in, in simple terms. Sure. So, so essentially what we do is uh, our platform is kind of, I'll say, the delivery platform to do this. So data scientists, they'll, um, when they approach a problem, they'll work with the subject matter experts to understand what that problem is. They'll try and find out what data is available to help them you know, solve that problem. Uh, and then they'll design some kind of model or algorithm that would make a decision for them. So if they're looking to optimize something, 
they're looking to forecast something, uh, simulate something, uh, make a prediction, they'll design some kind of algorithm to, to do that. Um, and then essentially our platform, it, it looks like a magic button. We have a run run button up in the top right, and you just click that, and it will essentially provide you with um, essentially a, a decision you can make or, or results. David brought up a good point earlier, just about Finally. the ge- generation. <laughs> We've been waiting yeah, and waiting. But, he, you know, just about the different um, – understanding from different generations, right? Like it's, it's like a different language to the older generations, whereas this is just all the younger generations understand this and it's nice and easy. So how do you market or pitch uh, to an older generation company with people who are making the decisions don't really understand what it is that you do? I think for the most part, like a, a lot of things haven't changed. So a lot of the industries we work with, um, they they can much easier identify the problems they have to solve. So companies know, you know, they want to ha- they want to uh, make certain predictions. They want to be able to know what the future looks like. Um, we rely on them to come to us with those types of problems. Um, but they realize, I think there's some missing gaps and they don't quite know how they maybe don't have an internal software development team. They don't have data scientists who, who really work work with algorithms. Um, so I would say what we do is we provide the technical support with our platform to do that, but we're not looking to come in and replace the, you know, the subject matter expertise that, you know, an energy company or a real estate uh, company or a sports organization might have. Cause um, you know, we're all a, a, a pretty young group of people and uh, for us to do that it might take another 30 years. So <laughs> yeah. When, when I looked at the website and the team, I said, yeah, well, I can't join. <laughs> yeah. It was a very young team. Yes. If I joined the average age will be 24. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in my 60s. <laughs> uh, our guest today is Jack Williams, partner and head of operation with White Whale AI. Jack, you know, let's simplify this a little bit more. Sure. I saw that you guys are dealing with real estate. And I yeah. know something about real estate. So yeah. if you come to my company and what can you help me solve? For sure. So, so I'll use an example of uh, real estate's a fairly new market for us. We work with a, a company in town co- called Boardwalk, also a, a Calgary company. And they came to us with, you know, they want to provide the best possible customer experience to the people that rent from them. Um, and they want to understand, you know, given all different, you know, economic conditions changing, a lot of different um, data points that you can bring in, such as, you know, socioeconomic and, and financial data. How can they best optimize the price for these users to eliminate another need for a salesperson to come up with a fancy new price? Um, so essentially what we're doing there is, is optimizing the prices uh, on a large scale. So they have about, I believe it's 17000 uh, units, uh, and we're trying to create a, a perfect customer experience, both for Boardwalk, but also for for the consumers that are, are renting from them. And how do you do that? Do you interview the the clients or, or the renters? You uh, so, so it's, what kind of information should I give you in order for you to help my real estate company strive? So, so we'd be looking for, for the most part, historical data um, from the company themselves. So Boardwalk in this case, but we'd also be pulling in. Uh, socioeconomic data, demographic data about certain uh, locations in town that might have an affinity to uh, different types of things. And essentially, we're able to combine all these different data sets uh, and we've created a model to kind of compute uh, the best possible price for that. So um, for me to explain every single data set, it might take a while, but uh, it's essentially a combination of a lot of moving pieces. One of your core values or principles at White Whale is to fail fast. 
Yeah. Can you explain that? Why is that important? Uh, I think fail fast because in, in a innovative industry or, you know, the tech space, I'll call it, um, you're, you're solving problems that have never been solved before. Uh, and, you know, it's not one of those things where you can go on Google, you can a- ask a question, you get an immediate answer back. A lot of the things that companies like ours are doing that there's no clear answer for, you have to design the answer. Um, so for us, we're failing a lot. Uh, our, our team members probably fail uh, five or six times in their own job every day. And I think uh, the mentality needs to be that uh, don't treat it as failure, but, you know, treat it as a learning opportunity to, to find a, a way to get to that solution. Mm-hmm. So how do you ensure that the people coming into your company uh, align with that culture? Uh, it, it takes some getting used to. We, we've had some some people come from some of the you know uh, you know original industries like the energy industry, and uh, I myself actually came from the the sports industry. And um, it's a job where you're not going to come to work and have the same day. Uh, your day is not going to look the same from from day to day. So it definitely takes a, a I would say kind of a, a modern culture to be able to to achieve that. Um, and I think it, it just takes a lot of practice to be able to realize that you know. You're allowed to fail and you're allowed to make mistakes uh, as long as you keep the mentality that uh, the most important thing is continuously working towards the solution. Um, I will say, though, there are some points when you have to realize that a solution, uh, you know, might not be in reach and you have to kind of abandon ship and and, uh, see if there's a new way to solve the problem. Well, you know, we have to take a commercial break, as I told you. Our guest today is uh, Jack Williams, a partner and head of operation for Whitewell. Following the commercials, I want to talk a little bit more on the subject that Tara brought, which is culture and how the white whale culture helps you develop. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. We're back with Jack Williams, partner and head of operations at White Whale AI. Uh, Jack, you know, I like to go on websites and, and dig what uh, interests me. And um, when it comes to culture, it's not just our, I also want to know about culture as well. And I was fascinated to see that you guys encourage, uh, it, I won't call it disruption, but conversation within the team and thinking out of the box. How do you, and it's not common, let's put it this way. Uh, how do you guys facilitate that? Yeah, so I would say for the most part, um, I think a lot of companies like ours these days are taking more of a you know a, a horizontal leadership approach. Where and and you can when you're the size of ours, we we only have 15, so every person who comes in realizes that every decision they make will have an impact on the rest of the team. So every decision you're making is important. Um, we also employ this concept of we call ourselves astronauts. And it might seem a little strange given, you know, we have a nautical theme with deep sea and, and we're called white whale. Um, let me, let me, absolutely. let me use what you have on your website. You're joining a team of astronauts on a critical mission to explore the world of that data. Love exactly. Um, and, and the concept behind this, it was one of our uh, other co-founders, Robert, who came up with this concept. And uh, the way to think of it is, you know, when you think of an astronaut uh, and they're going to space, uh, they're not just, 
an expert in one thing. They have to learn how to adapt in many different situations and, and often, you know, very confined spaces. So they have limited resources and they're kind of put in the position where if something happens to another crewmate, um, well, you're going to have to figure out a solution to how to solve it. So what we try and do with our team is we try and empower them to, to, to have the ability to adapt. So uh, we have three internal teams within the team. There's operations, which uh, is kind of what I oversee. We have data science and we have product. Um, but we let people uh, move between teams. We let them solve different problems for, for other teams because we think it's important for you to kind of think outside of the box. And uh, from a personal standpoint, you want to you, you balance yourself out and build. A- and how, how do you collaborate between those teams? Because usually operations will, will come with a problem. We, we dealt with a client. You guys are here at the back, behind your computers, how you kind of make them collaborate? Uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely not the, the easiest thing because I think the, the way I'd say it, and, and I myself, who's not a, a technical person, um, we all communicate very differently. So, you know, for our software development team, they often, you know, communicate in very technical terms. Our data scientists are all about solving problems that a lot of people, you know, would find hard to understand. Operations, you know, we're, you know, very surface level, we have to talk in, in layman. So, um, it's not easy, but what we try and encourage is, um, I would say, smaller conversations between um, different team members. So it's not always let's get the whole team in the room and make sure everyone speaks up. Uh, let's break out into little groups and make sure people feel a part of everyone's day-to-day work rather than um, you know, creating this vertical structure where it's all about the, the, the overall mission. I'm so impressed with how intentional you've been with developing and creating that culture. So was that something that you all got together and decided was a priority that you need to focus on that or did it just evolve? Like for young entrepreneurs out there who are just starting, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of creating that kind of intentional culture that works for them? I would say for for us, it definitely came from what we were all doing previously. And it's not that we didn't enjoy our jobs. It was this you know, you get the luxury when you work for a bigger company of realizing these are the things you really like, and these are the things that may not be as effective. Uh, so for, for me personally, that's kind of where I feel like I contribute to culture is I've realized that, um, you know, at a, at a new company and, and, and being, you know, an entrepreneur innovating, you kind of have the choice to, to design your own culture. And that's really what we try and uh, allow everyone to do is, uh, if you have a recommendation for the whole team, if you feel like you have a, you know, a creative idea for something, bring it up. Let's talk about it and let's not uh, silence anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd say that's probably the, the most influential thing on our culture um, is just realizing that, you know, we can create the future. We can design it. Uh, it's not really uh, it's not really up to anyone, which is kind of the cool thing about being a, a small company. I think that established leaders as well at bigger companies could also really learn from what you're saying right now. Like if you, if you took all of those elements of what you and the rest of the team said, we don't want these things, what would you say? I would say you still have to, one of the things we've probably had to learn the hard way is um, you, you know, I I came in with the mentality that some of these things that the previous jobs weren't the greatest of things, but then you get to a point where you realize, or you start to understand why they were in place. Uh, So I think it's about having, rather than saying, I don't want to do this, it's more about having an open mind to trying something else. And if it doesn't work, it goes back to to the fail fast mentality that, uh, that's okay. It doesn't work. What's next? What, what, what's the next opportunity we can try out? 
Um, so that would probably be my advice. Just, just be open-minded about, uh, adapting culture and COVID has been an, a great example of that. And I think a lot of companies probably are having the, the exact same conversation. Tara, is it okay when I go, if I go back to business? <laughs> <laughs> Please do. So I saw that you guys with energy, you have a letter of recommendation from Husky. Yeah. Real estate, you have from uh, Boardwalk. Community, you have from YMCA. Yeah. Those are big names. There are many companies in Calgary and around, and on the, around the globe that create the, the majority of economy are the small and mid-sized companies. How you guys can help small and mid-sized companies? Is it feasible for them? How does it work? Yeah, so, so we are absolutely, you know, the, the thing about a website is we kind of have to put some of those bigger names on there. We, we do absolutely work with some of the smaller, medium-sized companies too. Um, and, and I would say that actually makes up for the most, that's the bigger part of our portfolio than the large guys. So um, there's absolutely an opportunity for those companies. Um, and in a lot of cases, you know, in energy, real estate, uh, a, lot, a lot of the not-for-profit organizations, um, you know, they're solve- they're, they run into the exact same problems as the big guys. So um, we don't discriminate. It, it doesn't matter what size you are. <laughs> as, as long as you have a problem that you, uh, you understand and you want to solve, we, we can definitely help. Well, I saw you, you're even helping out the fantasy leagues. So, so we are. So one of our kind of, and, and I can actually tell this from a personal standpoint. So my previous position was with the Calgary flames and, and what got me interested in white well was the opportunity for, for data analytics and sports. Um, so that's kind of the original uh, exciting reason that I joined. And um, we do have a client in, in the Calgary flames um, and we kind of, we essentially take in uh, their game data uh, and we're able to to uh, help them optimize their lineup, uh, help them make decisions around, you know, the free agent frenzy, the, the trade led deadline and uh, a number of other occasions where they're trying to understand what their lineup should look like against uh, different opponents. So the league starts in a month from all the data. Where are we going to be in the playoffs? Um, <laughs> let, let me just say this, and, I, and I'll say this lightly. We're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Hey. <laughs> Who is we? <laughs> the Calgary Flames, of course. <laughs> Can you give um, a real example of maybe a, a mid-sized company, a nonprofit, let's say, um, that has used your help and how, you, how they have benefited from your data? Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I would say an example would, and this was actually our first original client was the, the YMCA Calgary. Obviously, everyone's heard of the, the global brand YMCA, but mm-hmm. YMCA Calgary, obviously, um, you know, that, that's the city level. So we've been able to help them solve a, a number of problems. One of the, I think one of the most important ones was helping them understand what their, what their members want. Uh, there's an example of, you know, what, what they really were looking for was a programming optimization tool. So they were offering all these programs to their members, but they were realizing some of them just weren't getting any uptake. No one was, was too interested. And it turns out the problem actually came down to the time of day at which these programs were being offered. People actually wanted to go to all of them but they just couldn't make it work. So what we did is we were able to take all that historical data and create an optimal programming schedule for them. Um, and in a lot of ways, we would package certain things together so it becomes you know cost effective for the members too. And um, I think we were able to achieve 20 plus percent uh, uptake in, in, in the classes after that. And that's kind, of, that's kind of what got us set off on the right foot in, in the not-for-profit space. Well, we have room for uh, one more question, maybe one and a half. And um, I have a, 
I want to ask you, what is the growth potential that white whale has and how are you going to achieve it uh, other than the promo we're giving you for free here? Sure. And the reason I ask it is uh, until Calgary Economic Development, which is one of our sponsors, introduced us, I never heard about you. And I'm in the real estate industry and Tara is dealing with many organizations. So, so, so we help us here. You know, I would I would say we have uh, us as well as a lot of different Calgary companies have a, have a huge growth potential for for us right now. Everything I've explained to this point is, you know, we have this software platform that our data scientists are solving all these problems on. One of the most exciting things is next year, uh, starting next year, we're going to be opening up the platform for uh, external data scientists and external users to build on the platform. Uh, and for that, you know, we, we only have so much capacity with our internal team to solve problems. But when you really open up that software for other people and individuals. And what does that teams, mean exactly? That external. So if you think of uh, there's data scientists that work at all of these different companies, um, if they have a problem they want to solve, but they want to solve it themselves, uh, the platform will oh, be made available so okay. they can build on it. Got it. So uh, they just buy your for a small fee. Exactly. And, and well, one of the things we're doing right now is, uh, doing some trials and test users to see, you know, how, how intuitive is the platform? How easy is it to pick up? And one of the big uh, opportunities that we see is for in the education space as well. We're, we're working with a lot of university students to see if it could be a tool that they could use uh, in their studies to, you know, could you imagine them submitting their, uh, their uh, project on a, on an interactive dashboard? And uh, I think they'll uh, hopefully get an A is my take. So, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Okay, Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. Jack Williams, partner and head of operations at White Whale AI. All the best. We wish you all the best. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.